Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. You will say Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And here's the lead of a new New York Times profile of Julia Fox called Julia Fox Will Come For You by Jessica Testa published this morning, Thursday morning. Is this headline implying like she'll come for you, like don't talk shit, she'll like come find you and kill you or whatever? Because I believe that. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I do feel like it has double meaning where she is everywhere in a way where I'd like turn a corner and she'd be there waiting for me, you know? She's not just hovering. She's going to get you. She has a knife. Yeah. Uh -huh, totally. <laughs> she has a knife. This is the lead. Milan. It's from Milan. Milan. From her hotel room, Julia Fox could look out the window and see Versace. This was amusing to her. <laughs> I can't. Did I you can't say read Versace? about I can't read about Julia Fox doing Versace without hearing Nomi Malone say Versace. I know. So I was I'm like, sorry. did you just say Versace? She really You know what's funny? Julia Fox really kind of is a Nomi Malone character. That's in I this tweeted saga. that from she's Nomi. Because the Nomi Malone arc is that you go you're it's it's rags to riches to rags again. And obviously she's not going to rags again, but it's like seeking fame, getting this, like reaching the apex of fame in this little microcosm of fame, like in Las Vegas, but then losing everything, like learning the ugly truth about what you always wanted and then ending up where you started from a little wiser, right? I mean it is the it is the rise and fall. It Julia Fox is a little bit different, but I do think she is of treating her fifteen minutes of fame like no me did and i think julia fox is a better actor than elizabeth berkeley but <laughs> 
which is like another meta way to like compare oh, things here. Yeah, no, totally. As I just said the word, I'm quoting her, quote, as I just said the word Versace, I read Versace, she said, leaning back in her what? pebbled leather armchair, staring back at the building-sized billboard a mile away that marked the brand's headquarters. This goes on and on and on. They, they shadow her because she was at Milan Fashion Week, which was a couple of weeks ago at this point, which is in the Julia Fox news cycle. It feels like years ago. Well, this is also the 12th profile that's come out like about her, but is after she broke up with Kanye. So it's kind of a funny like each one is more belated than the last. And this one even acknowledged, oh, if you're if you're annoyed that another yet another profile is coming out, it's like you had to put that in, obviously, to kind of double down on the fact that you know that we know that we're annoyed you know with the fact that there's another profile jessica literally wrote there are people now who will sigh deeply when they see ms fox has given another interview and they talk about all the ones that she's given i don't think this is any fault of any writer but i think we are at the uh there is nothing else new to share there is nothing there is no new there's no nope. nothing in this profile despite it being extremely thorough and and honestly a, a joy to read was nothing i didn't know was it, you know what I mean? there's nothing there's nothing new there, there's no there's nothing to uncover we're at i forget what it's called peak peak map i don't know what the phrase is but we've reached peak fox it's literally it's we've reached its slow steady decline but i just don't think that there's anything else for her to be sharing at this point mm -hmm. like what else is the what's the goss there's no more we've got all that she's going to give the only goss that she could possibly share that would be interesting is the goss she will never talk about on record which is about her ex and her baby like the fraught relationship with the father of her child i'm not even sure i need to know that or care right about i don't that. need to know it but i think that that's like the only thing left that we don't know about this woman and she obviously isn't going to talk about it we kind of know though we kind of have an idea i mean she went off like a week before and then went like it i'm just saying it's not you're right there's there's not enough story there mm -hmm. like there's not enough to say so mm -hmm. at this point we're all we're doing is recounting what's already happened which is fine yeah like tell us what you think about Anka jams and she's like it's funny. And she tried to do it and she couldn't. That's the least funny thing to write about is somebody responding verbally to a to funny a thing they did and it became a meme. Yeah, right. True. My favorite part of this is beyond her saying like the Birkin that Kanye gave me, I don't even like carrying it because it's so expensive sure, sure, and I feel sure. weird about it. My favorite line is this. This is a quote. It's not real. It's only happening on the internet. I'm not actively engaging with it. I don't feel it. This is she's talking about the haters. I'm not actively engaging with it. Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. feel it. I'm still 100% mean. Nothing's changed except I will say having been around Kanye was like a crash course on how to be famous. That's an insight. Also, clearly something has changed. There are three profiles written about you in a matter of one week. Like, <laughs> something has changed. I will say that people thought she was cool before this and will think she's cool after this. But yeah. this chunk of time, this this almost like, I'm not saying a rise and fall because I don't think there's any fall. I think there's just like a little bit of like, a, we're having a, a, we're fall having a good month at the, at the fame factory. Like, this this is a noticeably different experience for her than she's had before. So I don't I do feel like that's not accurate. Maybe she doesn't see the haters, but it hasn't something has changed to say to say there's no change is a lie. This girl wouldn't be at the center of Milan Fashion Week like without this thing having just happened. No, like, yeah. Of course. No, I think and I think she understands that, too. But I do think that like the difference between her and, let's say, Kanye's new lookalike Kim Kardashian girlfriend, who's extremely not interesting, is that she has this thing, this 
this spark, this already uh, an acting career that this give her gives her a bump versus makes her famous and then takes it away. Like this is this for her is way more of a useful tool. We always almost talk about her and then don't because it's just not compelling. But Kanye's alleged girlfriend, Chaney like Jones. Chaney, who's literally like, when people are like Kim Kardashian look alike, I was like, we get it. She wears like latex and has a big butt. It's like, no, this this woman literally, this woman could literally be hired at a birthday party and come as Kim Kardashian. And like, and, uh, and I'd, I'd elbow you and be like, she's pretty good. Yeah. I, <laughs> she's pretty good. Seriously. Like I would be, I would be like, wow, they hired, I'm not sure why, but they hired a Kim Kardashian lookalike for this thing, but uh, for this child's birthday party. But uh, she came and she, she showed out. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. It was uncanny. She has this company with her, isn't it with her dad? Who? Chaney? Chaney. The, what is it? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's called, yeah. it's called, we, talk, we were this. about to talk it's about this It's funny that I've before. done all this research and I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. First State Behavioral Health offers counseling provided by trained behavioral professionals that can make a profound impact in the lives of individuals. She's the COO of this company. It's about mental health and it's about counseling, but she's not a trained doctor. She's in the middle of working on her master's in counseling. So it's just like the cheek of this person to start a mental health company without even finishing her education is like a little iconic to me. I love that you were like, we're not going to talk about her, but here's literally the only, this was the only interesting thing about her that like made us giggle aside from the fact that she's identical to to Kim in looks. The other thing in the profile that's a little bit interesting is that she addresses her aspirations and her disappointment briefly because she says after Anka Jams, the pandemic happens, right? Like Anka Jams comes out in late 2019. It gets Oscar buzz, doesn't actually get any Oscar nominations that it was expected to. Julia Fox is a breakout star but goes nowhere because of the pandemic. She thinks the Steven Soderbergh movie, No Sudden Move, the one with Benicio and um, Don Cheadle, is going to do something for her. But she says she's disappointed by the rollout of that movie. So it's sort of like surprising to me that she brought up the fact that like, oh, she thought this was going to be like her next big thing. And it was a not a flop because a Steven Soderbergh movie isn't a flop, but theatrical movies were just weird. Well, I would sign on for a Cedar Soderbergh movie. No problem. Right. Like the, it's like she didn't make a mistake by signing on to a Steven yeah. Soderbergh movie. It just didn't like happen. Yeah. It just didn't happen. Right. You know, like that movie I watched a little more slowly than, let's say, even a year later when it was like, oh, I got to watch Kimmy. <laughs> I got to see Kimmy. Everybody's talking about Kimmy. I haven't watched Kimmy yet. Kimmy's good. Kimmy's okay. fun. All right. Oh, Zoe's a star. I'll be the judge of that. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew Zoe's that. a star. We knew that. We knew Zoe that. does this thing where she puts on hand sanitizer throughout the movie and she goes like, wah, wah. She, makes like <laughs> she makes like wavy waves with her hands. To dry them every time she puts on hand sanitizer in a way that's like the most memorable and thing you love in that it. movie. You're saying I love, you love it. it. Okay. I love it. But you are okay. listening to Who's There, a weekly call and show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619 Who Them. I think we should get started with comments, right? Yes, we should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, I just wanted to take this opportunity to thank you guys and also the lovely Angeline who's including Icon and Legend Timmy for helping me make $300 off of my Shane Woodley and Aaron Rodgers Erwan photo. Um, someone reached out to me on Twitter offering $100 and... I immediately went to the Who Weekly LA Facebook group and I was like, help me guys, like, can I get more? And Timmy and Chelsea and others were like, you can definitely get more. Um, so I countered 500 
and she was like, I can only do 300. And I was like, all right, 400. And um, then she's like, I really can only do 300. I only have the budget for 300. I was like, fine, let's do 300 and gold. And I also just wanted to let people know that I had no idea that I could actually sell my photos to TMZ because I have a lot of celebrity sightings and I always just post them to like Instagram or whatever and my friends like sell it to TMZ and it's like, haha, yeah, okay. But like never actually thought that they would buy it. So now I'm kind of addicted to this side hustle. Um, anyway, love you guys. Crunch, crunch. I believe in your dreams, but I will say I don't think that TMZ just buys like random celebrity spottings unless they're contextually like relevant. Like unless you found them together at the perfect time. It was like, we're broken up. And it was like, actually, I just saw them at an Erewhon together. You know what I mean? Like that was you found like the gold nugget. Well, $300 worth. I'm so happy because... 300 bucks. I believe there was some sort of conversation like, how much do I ask for this? They offered me 100 bucks. And uh, we were like, ask five, ask five. I'm so glad that you uh, asked for more because who knows how much it to be fair it's not like a you know it's like a it's like a crypto over there who knows what the market is like right who knows what they're paying for stuff what's their i don't know their budget exactly what we expected would happen happened where they where they countered and said i can really only afford this they have a budget they have a, a, an amount of money to spend on photos now you know and next time don't post it first. See, the thing was, your photo was getting used a lot more, too, by other places that should have paid you because they you posted on Twitter. Not your fault. You tweeted at us. We love it. And we obviously, you know, I think it, we kind of brought some more attention to it. And then they were, like, just embedding tweet, which is, like, that's how they get away with this shit. I feel weird about, like, encouraging uh, I, a, I know. a side paparazzi <laughs> career. Do but... But if you take one lesson from this, if a media organization, especially a media organization like TMZ, one with like very loose morals and ethics, reaches out and asks for something from you, say, fuck you, pay me. Because they have the money and you better milk them dry, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't give these shitty companies your your hard-earned photo for free. My, my thing was that being a boots-on-the-ground paparazzo is not the smartest casual, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Those guys yeah. know what they're doing in a way that I do feel like is a little bit different. But that being said, that doesn't mean you can't also demand your worth. Just prowl around Erewhon, you know? You never know <laughs> That's who, you'll, true. who you'll see. Stalking out Erewhon in a specific location, there aren't that many Erewhons, but like that is a very great way to see celebrities. I'm not sure you're going to see them do anything that's that interesting, but you will see them for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have to. It's not surprising to tell you there is a Golden Girls episode about something very similar oh, Okay, here. moving on. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby. Long time, long time. Uh, Greenpoint correspondent here. Bobby, thanks for being so nice when we assaulted you the other day while you were trying to eat oysters. You were incredibly drunk. But I had to pause the pod because of your Williamsburg-based correspondent who called about Frankie the dog claiming that Julia Fox and her photograph that included a picture of his missing sign was the reason that Frankie was found. So I'm going to trust local legends, Greenpointers, Bobby, as you know, they are doing the Lord's work, who published an article back on January 25th that claims that Frankie was found because of a man named Jim Tierney, a Brooklyn-based intuitive pet tracker. 
who helps people find lost pets using both common sense strategies coupled with intuitive psychic impressions. So somebody has seen the dog in the neighborhood, maybe they knew what he looked like because of Julia Fox, but also there were flyers everywhere, so I doubt it. And I don't want to be discounting this man's psychic abilities, which are what brought Frankie home. So anyway, just wanted to let you know, Lindsay Podcaster. So we got some fed some misinformation about this dog. I don't care. <laughs> Lindsay was like, this isn't interesting. It's like we weren't spreading misinformation. I was like, we sort of were spreading misinformation. because Okay, we were so the, the dog call. wasn't found by Julia Fox's like Jurgen Taylor photo shoot. It was found by a by like an intuitive medium pet guy, but not even with him using his powers. He just put up a bunch of signs. <laughs> he didn't even use his skills. I do respect the idea that intuitive medium would say, before I even like tap into the other world, let me hang up a lot of signs because that sometimes works. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Oh my God. It's like, I could play Ouija, but we could also just check the will. Right. (laughs) You know? Right. right. I'll do one Google before I summon the spirits. (laughs) I'm going to quote Green Pointers. Alicia Torello, a concerned Greenpoint local, decided to take it upon herself to try to find the dog. She contacted Jim Tierney, a Brooklyn-based intuitive pet tracker who was known around the neighborhood for finding other lost animals. Jim helps people find lost pets using both common using sense strategies, both common sense coupled strategies, with coupled intuitive with intuitive psychic, intuitive psychic impressions. impressions. I like this guy because I do feel like he's not out here to really con you he's out here to find the dog he's like we'll just start with the normal stuff like have you thought to put up signs have you posted in facebook or whatever like have you posted on next door exactly worst case scenario he summons men on it's like i if i have to call the corners i will call the corners but i don't like to do that (laughs) often (laughs) it's really rough have you seen the crap and all doesn't find lost dogs Last time I tried to find a lost dog, all these dolphins washed ashore on Transmitter Park. You know, it's like, <laughs> this is a nightmare. It's true. Manon doesn't find lost dogs. He kills whales. <laughs> okay. They teamed up to paper the neighborhood with about 500 flyers. And then it gets better. After weeks of searching and dead ends, Jim received a tip from a who? Tugboat operator who noticed Frankie when he was coming in from New Jersey. That's how it happened. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's mm. great. The dog is so cute. Whenever you find I a little know, lost stray dog and he looks I all know. dirty and so He's sweet. This so is my favorite cute. type of dog. He was hanging out by the tugboat. He was hanging oh. out down by the by the pier. Oh my god, it's so He's cute. trying to catch a ride to the to England or something. Mm-hmm. Titanic vibes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, next call. Other way around. Other way around. Other way around. <laughs> Hi, Weekly. Um, this is super boring, and I know you won't play it, but just thought I would let you know that um, there is a corner of the world where Ashley Johnson is a them. Um, my husband is a huge D&D nerd, and she plays D&D online, like streaming, with like the most famous D&D group. Um, <laughs> my husband has literally watched like hundreds of hours of her playing D&D um, and I don't know why I feel like do this but I don't know I guess there's like a niche for every who where they can be a them um, anyway uh, crunch crunch love you bye it's so like I don't know anything about this nor do I like 
plan to find out. I'm going to take this caller's word, husband's word for hmm. truth, you know, but it is like sweet as the caller kind of implied and said that was just like, it, we were just like, oh, she was famous here. She's done some Hallmark. She ha- was a child star. But it's like, no, like this girly is like number one famous in like the streaming Dungeons and Dragons community online. Her media company is called Critical Role. I did not know this. That's amazing. Incredible. Cool. I still do not. Josh has been playing Dungeons and Dragons for years. Don't I get it. do not understand it. I, I just played don't it understand once, it. And it takes so much imagination and creativity and like storytelling that I'm like, it makes sense for like a young, like an actress or performer to excel in this in this game. Yeah. Because you got to do voices. It's right. You got to be, it's you got to keep everyone on their toes. You got to think of different, of different ways to keep the it's game improv. going and create more barriers and blah, blah. Yeah. It's very yes and. Yes and another call. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Long time, long time. I just had to let you know that I had no idea who Jeremy Davies was. So I Googled him and fun fact, his real last name uh, is boring. B-O-R-I-N-G. Boring. So do with that what you will. Crunch, crunch. (laughs) There's nothing to say about this except for Jeremy Davis was born Jeremy Boring. He also has a, which we realized, he has a vaguely famous father. Yeah, his name is Mel Boring. Melvin Lyle Boring. He released a lot of children's books in the 90s and they're sort of like... um beautifully illustrated science books and i've didn't read these but i the moment i saw these i was like i could picture them in a library like i could picture them in like an elementary middle school library if you look at these books they will definitely ring a bell they ring a bell okay let's play some questions did you already talk about the Kalise craft single single because i heard the ad today like three times and it was new to me crunch crunch this is very my new single. My single is dropping, is dropping. Kalise <laughs> um, <laughs> released a craft single. Single. Is this like what you hear when you don't pay for Spotify? I think so. It's almost like I feel manipulated that we're talking about this. I it's know exactly what they wanted. It's so but, paid for, right? Yeah. But the song itself is a funny and short. Like it's very trendy because it's only a minute and nineteen seconds long, which is very trendy in pop now. <laughs> Also, playing with a double meaning of singles in craft singles, my single, a single, you know, it's just genius. pretty funny. And it's we've had the whole, funny. you know, we love craft singles conversation here before, right? We have. If you're shilling out for big cheese, craft singles is the way to go. That shit's good. That was the fucking thing. And did I send you a photo of that really good egg and cheese sandwich that I made? I did. I had... Uh, scrambled eggs the other day and I wanted to add Did like a little a cheese single? element and I gotta say I don't know how long these craft singles have been sitting in my fridge but I think they don't go <laughs> I think that well they get they you would fine. tell they get a little dry they get yeah, a little dry like, you'd be able to tell these ones they've been there for a long time but you know what delicious perfect addition is so craft singles is doing a marketing push because i and again this sounds like an ad i promise you it's not i laughed out loud when i saw this from what was it from ad week or something it says the senior associate brand manager for craft american slices <laughs> said this. this is great kylea pitrich okay this is what they said 
The yeah. Square It campaign is all about taking craft singles out of the kitchen and <laughs> okay, where? sure, and putting bringing the where? brand, putting them into pop culture, and bringing oh. the brand into pop culture as we look for new ways to engage with our fans. As a result of the COVID pandemic, craft singles has seen double-digit growth for the first time in five years. People were rediscovering craft singles. But why? They were cooking more at home, and what's an easy oh, thing to cook? A fucking grilled okay. cheese, I think. That's fair. I just, it is funny that they're like, we want to bring craft singles into culture where no offense to Khalees, but the woman hasn't had a hit since Milkshake. And while I understand the dairy adjacentness and she's a chef now and that's incredible, mm-hmm. but like, I just, I'm not sure how relevant she can make craft singles on her with this, with this single. Except for again, guess, getting us to talk about it. Square. Melting bread and bacon shred and slice and dice and spice and rice and if you're swissing it then you're missing it frying flying savor and favoring over rotini inside a panini egg and mean inside and plain and deep empty and glorious one chase victorious square it But we do talk about Khalees quite a bit considering, you know? She's a wonderful right on the line of who and them. She has this astonishingly themy moment from the the aughts and then has like maintained relevancy with like interesting, not exactly radio friendly music that is really good. And like a surprising career as a chef that like gets her you know press because it's like she is but importantly it's not it's not beckamy it's like a real love for food like it's not yes 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 yes. she has like a farm she's out here like actually you know creating a cookbook and stuff like that yeah no she's she's got the ideal post uh fame career in that way where you're still like fame enough to get stuff like this and make big money but also not famous enough to like do anything else you know that's really that exactly crazy she can focus on her passions people look back on her fondly when they remember Khalees. they're like oh i loved Khalees." i have to say though i would have been curious to ask the farm loving fresh produce Khalees a few months ago how she felt about craft singles Okay, Lindsay, I did the okay, I did the fucking <laughs> I did the fucking work here. So like okay. Timmy found some stuff. She's she's cooked with cheese before. She does like she's on record as loving cheese. She's done like a mac and cheese recipe. She's talked about how to make the ultimate tuna melt for the Guardian. Yes. I found Yes. When she opened up a pop-up restaurant in uh-huh. London a few okay. years ago. Sure. She served her truffle cheeseburger with American cheese. She specifically chose American cheese okay. because she understands that American cheese is sometimes the best option, even if you're having something fancy. It's the best melty cheese. At least I found that she has a history of like understanding and I guess respecting American cheese. Right. And Kraft Singles are the, the most buyable American cheese. Although you can get it from the deli. I'm not sure how different it is than Kraft Singles, but um, it is good from the deli. The, the big block of American. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I'm like, it is. It's like, looks so good. Imagine taking a bite out of that. Just the big, <laughs> the big lump of American cheese. It's just, I, I actually bought Kraft Singles for the first time in a long time, probably during the pandemic. And I was using them left and right. Well, what's nice about them is they're individually wrapped, which is terrible for the environment, but amazing for cooking. Because mm-hmm. like, then you just kind of open the package and let them kind of hang out in your cheese thing. And then when you're like, oh God, I need something for this. It's like could not be easier oh my god mm-hmm. now we are doing an ad for craft singles you know that that veggie burger jackson's veggie burger recipe that i make yes, constantly yeah which you didn't even you have not send me I, oh actually maybe you have but i was like too complicated Lindsay, it's in her newsletter okay and, and the kate's newsletter it, what's kate's newsletter called? Uh, favorite chicken mm-hmm. that fucking recipe has feta in it i top it with american cheese <laughs> well, 
Well, I can't. I mean, I don't. I kind of am like, I don't really want to eat a burger unless it has American cheese on it. I mean, I want to eat the burger, but I'm saying like, if they're like, what's your cheese option? And there's no American cheese. I'm kind of like, I guess I'll do cheddar, but I'm not thrilled. You know, Mm -hmm. my favorite rhyme in the Khalees single that's called Square It, by the way, Square It featuring Khalees. I'm sure you've played it by now. Try and hors d'oeuvre it. All the hoagies deserve it. (laughs) It's good. (laughs) No, I mean, I don't doubt her to come in and show out and make a good fucking song for them. I clicked on craft singles on Spotify. Um, yeah. What else are they releasing? They are an artist on Spotify. Verify. They have 708 monthly listeners. And Square It featuring Khalees has 1,301 listens on Spotify. So, oh, so you're saying it's working. <laughs> yeah. And their bio, their artist bio. Again, clever. A copywriter was it's earning clever. their check. So good at singles, we decided to drop one. It's clever. It's The play I'm on sorry, singles and singles is clever. No, it's 100% clever. We have no, there's no hate for the mad men behind this, behind this one. You, you pitched a great ca- campaign and we're lucky. We fell it. for it. Hook, yeah. line, and single. Next uh. call. It was like 70 something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed or in my Pull case, under out. the bed. Your linens, sweeties. The lin- It's time. For- it's linen season, honey. Oh, oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses, I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like, Ooh. everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts, tees, and linen. I know. I should probably buy... Some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like. Ooh, and it's warm. Ooh. It's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months, which is sort of where I want my bedding to be, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. You and know? you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to I you. I hate middlemen. I and hate Quince middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Long time, long time. So, Sydney Sweeney may be engaged to her boyfriend, Jonathan Tabino, and I think I found the worst 10 things to know on the internet. It's on wiki.projectopics.org. So, the worst 10 things to know that this caller called in about before we get into Sydney Sweeney and Joey King is uh, wiki.projectopics.org, 10 facts on Jonathan Tabino. One, before he met the beautiful actress, Jonathan Tabino was not known to many. Today, he's widely recognized as Sydney Sweeney's boyfriend. Two, even though his age remains obscured, Jonathan probably could be in his late 20s. Three, (laughs) surprisingly, the restaurateur does not have a social media footprint. Four, since he is not as famous as his beau, Jonathan naturally does not have a Wikipedia. Many people still know him as Sydney's boyfriend. Five, aside from being a celebrity spouse, they're not spouses, (laughs) Jonathan also (laughs) happens to be a businessman. His job as a restaurant owner may seem a little less glamorous compared to his high-profile girlfriend's profession. Six, for now, his earnings and net worth are kept confidential. He's not. Seven. <laughs> Seven. The handsome stud works as a restaurateur to earn a living. No wonder the stunning actress fell head over heels with his charm. Eight. 
I mean, this AI is not getting one good. of those is true. Not one of those is true, though. <laughs> AI is getting so good. Okay, eight. His girlfriend rose to prominence as she starred in the HBO teen drama series Euphoria. Besides okay, that, the actress correct. has appeared on a number of TV series. Okay, nine. After the pair attended the InStyle and Kate Spade dinner at Spring Palace in Los Angeles, California on October 23rd, 2018, (laughs) the rumors about their relationship began making the rounds. That's good. That's true. Ten, only time could tell if their relationship is a passing affair or much serious. Here is wishing the beautiful couple all the best wishes for their future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. so fact is not best wishes. (laughs) I'm sorry. Your best wishes is not a fact. Okay. What is going on here i do think it is funny that this girly had her moment in the sun and the and her boyfriend's like gotta lock it down <laughs> you know what i mean well, who did like, this happen with this was remember this is this is the brie larson playbook to talk about cheese again the brie yeah. larson playbook remember when she was dating that like guy in phantom planet and then she won the oscar yeah. and he was like will you marry me and she yeah. was like yes and then she was like never mind you know what's his name this is the same shit alex yeah, yeah, the lead singer. Because she's currently with uh, Elijah Allen Blitz. Elijah Blitz, who is like her love. Alex Greenwald. She's always posting, my love. Yeah, Alex my Greenwald. My love, okay. my love. Yeah, she's always like, Elijah Allen Blitz, my love. <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> they got engaged either right before or right the Brie Larson? after. Are you calling the Brie Larson effect? I'm, ta- I'm calling this the less famous person in a relationship where one person is like very quickly becoming a them, suddenly deciding I got to lock it down before it gets too crazy. Totally. Right? How could I not yeah. think that? Right. Because Sydney Sweeney had like her freaking, she's she's skyrocketing because of Euphoria this season. And like she's get, she's having that boost. And I do feel like this, this random Chicago guy that she's been dating for a few years was like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And he did it and he exactly. freaking proposed and she was spotted with a ring and it was unconfirmed for a while. And then they confirmed, yes, she is engaged. The thing is, they haven't confirmed. After first being photographed together, blah, blah, blah. A source confirms to E! News they are very cute and happy together and they're engaged, basically. She and he have not said anything, but they're, but it was unconfirmed. It was just a photo of her wearing a huge ring on her ring finger. People are like, oh, maybe it's for the movie that she's in. That's why she has red hair, blah, blah, blah. But then E! Online posted that somebody from their camp said they refer to each other as fiancés. They are very <laughs> cute and happy together. He's 37, FYI. And she's 24. And he is a, as, um, God, what was this website even called? So I know Project Topics calls him a restaurateur and businessman, but like the only real information that you can get about this guy is that he is descended from a Italian restaurant dynasty in Chicago. And his family, specifically his uncle, currently owns this restaurant, Pompeii. And then he and his dad tried to open up a Pompeii Express uh, in another part of uh, Chicago. Uh-oh. And then the uncle was like, no, 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 no. Pompeii is my name, that's brother so and nephew you got to shut it down okay they tried to open one though down the street four blocks away of a different pompeii so that's kind of rude it's one no, it's thing to be rude. like you can't use the name it was like another thing to be like we're gonna open one like nearby mm-hmm. yeah i mean this is court reporting from dna info in chicago you can tell that it's really contentious this is contentious they're saying this is so rude oh these brothers this makes me uncomfortable the quote from the judge who like presided over the case 
he says, quote, parents and grandparents must be turning in their graves over this. I know. So the, this, is like, ble- that's this is bleak. A, that's a line that's like, ooh, this guy has a weird relationship with his family. But like, what do we know? Restaurants. Unfortunately, their restaurant, Pompeii, is like very well known in Chicago. This is bleak also because when you go to like Pompeii.com, whatever our story, it's like, great uncle ralph and like you know it's a very like italian like we did this ourselves we've been doing this for generations like ralph davino had a vision blah 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 it's like kind of sad that his offspring are gonna kill each other yeah it's like oh they started doing it in the late 80s and it was based off of the whole family that had been there and like Blah, Uncle blah, blah, blah. It's a family, and Grandpa Luigi. Grandpa Luigi. <laughs> and it's like family, 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 family. But you don't really mention the brothers, you know? It, well, it is funny to build a Italian restaurant empire based on the idea that it's authentic and it's all about family when you're fighting with your own family about mm-hmm. like using the name or whatever. Anyways, mm-hmm. Jonathan is the son of the brother who used the name but then got sued by the original guy. And they had to change the name to Davino Express. But then it shut down anyway. And when they changed Aww. the name, look at this. Did you see this? I'm going to paste this into the doc. Mm, when they had no. to change the name, they just wrote it on a little piece of letter paper and put it on the window. And it says Davino's Express. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it didn't last long <laughs> after that. Do you see it? It's really Neither sad. did Mr. Oh, Pizza, which was also nearby. The food seems good from all of these places, I must say. Like, I'm not even, you it's know. It's bread is... and sauce and cheese. Of okay, course it's good. Okay, don't discount it. You could not make pizza strudel. That's their so, famous oh, thing. I actually couldn't. I actually couldn't. You could not do that? I couldn't. Okay. So... We also have Joey King, another um, 20-something star, suddenly Mm -hmm. engaged. Joey King is engaged um, to a man I have never seen or heard of in my entire life. But more than that, it's the ugliest ring I have ever seen in my entire life. Crunch, crunch. The connection here is that it's two rising young women stars in Hollywood suddenly getting engaged to randos. Well, the connection is also Jason Alordi. <laughs> it, it, Jacob Alordi. Jacob Alordi. <laughs> so, obviously somebody who's so relevant. No, the connection is Jacob Alordi because Sydney Sweeney works with him on Euphoria and is his love interest on Euphoria. And Joey King and him dated after they started the many successful Kissing Booth movies on Netflix. Remember Kissing Booth? That feels like another time. Like, that really came and went. The three Kissing Booth movies. Joey King, that's how Joey King first got her, like, start. And then I would say she's probably most known for the act at this mm-hmm. point. Um, but she's also one that's of That's where those... she met this guy. I think she's waiting for her euphoria-ish breakout, though. You know, mm-hmm. because, like, she still is kind of regulated to, like, a child roles. But she's in Bullet Train. Bullet Train. Did you see the trailer for Bullet Train? I can't wait for Bullet Train. <laughs> Did you see this the part with her where she's like, I got a gun. Yes. He's like, I got a gun. He's like, I got I'm like, oh, Joey King. Oh, I can't Jeez. wait. So Joey King has officially boarded the Bullet Train on her way to stardom. And it'll get there quick because Bullet Trains famously do. The whole time I was watching the Bullet Train trailer, I felt like <laughs> Nelson in that Simpsons meme where he's watching like Andy Williams or yeah. something, just like beaming in my chair. Right, like yeah. I cannot wait Ugh. to see the Bullet Train. When you see Sandra Bullock's mouth and you're like, that's Sandra Bullock's mouth. That's Sandra Bullock's <laughs> mouth. 
Brad Pitt yelling at Brian Tyree Henry on Bullet Train, and it's like, and oh my God, they're gonna, who's going to do? Who's going to die? Everyone's going to get their own little special part. It's going to be so nice. Like we're just Aaron be Taylor like, Johnson Ugh. there, there, British. He's just there. Forgot he was British. Maybe well, he was not. John Lennon in that movie that everyone forgets about, where he okay. met his like oh, wife. Oh, well, likes, likes, likes. I gotta say, guess what? I forgot <laughs> about it. So Joey King is engaged to this guy she met who was a producer on the act, which is funny. I like the idea of like getting involved with a guy who is not a restaurateur, but uh, in your business, but not an actor. Right. Low key. Low key. A little in the shadows. Still rich, but in the shadows. I want to tell you Joey King's uh, fiance got her ring for free. She he he got her ring for free because I've never seen more fucking ring coverage than when I have from this engagement. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's so unique. It's the ring and this and that. And the PR, the press release is getting printed everywhere. And we got the press release that was like, hey, this is a ring. Well, we got a different press release. That was so funny. We got a press release from someone named Madeline at uh, what PR company? Some PR company. And they say, hi, Bobby. Hope you're having a great week. As I'm sure you've seen, Euphoria star Sydney Sweeney is engaged. In case you might be working on any stories, I wanted to provide insights from fourth generation GIA certified gemologist and founder of the clear cut, Olivia Lando. So this must be Olivia's publicist. Olivia says, quote, the ring appears to be a 3.5 to 4 carat round brilliant diamond. Something similar could range from 50 to 150K depending on quality. And so I sent that to you and Timmy and I was like, uh, this is really funny. I love when these like diamond experts come out of the woodwork because this always happens but as timmy pointed out that olivia that olivia is quoted in all of the stories about joey king's ring because here she is saying the ring appears to be an elongated oval diamond set east west on a gold band with a single epaulette and baguette stones on one side it's probably between 20 and thirty thousand dollars it proves to you that these things that these emails work like if anything um but but sydney sweeney's ring did not get the separate coverage that joey king's ring got because i guess it's unique but also sydney hasn't gone out and said i'm engaged joey king's telling the world she's joey engaged. literally took like beautiful professional photos of herself like getting engaged oh Look joey king's ring. ring is from a store in brooklyn mm-hmm. which store it's called motion 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 oh. motion <laughs> it's Mo-cian. spelled m-o-c-i-u-n tell me that's is that supposed to be motion is that how we're spelling motion now Olivia Lando says Joey King's ring costs twenty to thirty thousand dollars. Olivia Lando says Sydney Sweeney's ring costs anywhere from fifty to one hundred and fifty. Mm. But who is this guy? He produced the act. He directed some TV as well. He's taller than her. She's short. I don't know what to tell you. He's also from Chicago, just like Jonathan Devino. But Joey King and Sydney Sweeney are good contemporaries in terms of like mm-hmm. the in the same kind of realm and like on the same journey at the same time. They're both like famous 20-somethings that are like cuspy, you know? Yeah, it's true. It's true. And they're engaged. Congratulations. I have to play the the clip of Alexa Demi. This went viral. Me when I think I see the main character from the kissing booth. Bitch, you better be joking. I haven't seen a single episode of Euphoria and I have watched that entire bathroom clip like 
10 times. I don't even know how you're supposed to digest that bathroom clip without having the context of the show. The funniest thing I've ever seen in my life is Barbie Ferrero saying, Oklahoma isn't like a play you read. Yeah, and to be fair, <laughs> like... that is the funniest scene in all of the entire show. So if you watch that and you thought that was representative of the show, you might think the show was actually very funny. It's like I've definitely told this story before, but it's like whenever I listened to Streets of Philadelphia by Bruce Springsteen and I was like, I'm going to love this guy. You've definitely told this story before. <laughs> nope. You're like, you're like, nope. (laughs) Born to run. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) I feel like everyone has a story like that, though, where you think you where you think one thing is representative of the whole and it's not and you're in for a rude awakening. So, I mean, we got to find something interesting to talk about when the topic is Joey King and Sydney Sweeney. I'd argue that we we got there and we should move on. We got there. We should. Let's move on. Um, hey, Weekly, I'm dying. Um, <laughs> so my friend is, is high up at Walmart, and she's at this event that they do where they, like, release new features to the store managers and get them all hyped about all the new things that are coming to Walmart in the upcoming year. And she was like, um, I just met Nick Jonas backstage. And I was like, oh, my God, is he there to perform, like, to pump up the store managers? And she's like... No, he's there. He's there to promote his new popcorn line. It's called Rob's Backstage Popcorn. It's named apparently for the father of someone in their band's management team. Um, this is our new Scarjo Yummy Pop. Okay, Dula Peeps. Oh my God, Joe Bro Yummy Pop is literally could not be any better of a fit for Joe that. Joe Bro Yummy Pop. But I'm not pop. saying that we should do Joe Bro Yummy no. Pop. I'm saying I I do want to maintain ScarJo Yummy Pop. Nothing is like ScarJo's closed Paris popcorn store Yummy Pop. Like, come on, you can't compare. Joe Bro, what is it called? Rob's Backstage Popcorn. So the caller says that their friend is high up at Walmart, which is really funny to me. A great way to start a call. My friend is high up at Walmart. <laughs> Sees Nick Jonas at a Walmart event, says, are you performing? And he goes, no, I'm here to promote my new popcorn line, which is so perfect. I can't even begin to, like, describe how wonderful that makes me feel. Something about it, like, triggered something in me. I was like, Lindsay, haven't we talked about this? And you were like, I don't think we have. Have we? But maybe we talked about it privately when the press release came out in the fall that they were releasing this popcorn. I thought maybe the caller was exaggerating something or telling us the wrong thing. Or Rob couldn't possibly just be this, like, random guy's father. But no, that's the truth. It's absolutely the cutest origin story in that you can't even, like, make fun of the fact that Jones Brothers are selling popcorn because the way that they, like, got into the position of selling popcorn is absolutely adorable. It's, like, mm-hmm. this guy named Rob Garbowski, which is an amazing name, from New Jersey, which is where the Jonas Brothers are from, were mm-hmm. serving his popcorn. He has this incredible handmade popcorn, um, and he was serving to the Jonas Brothers backstage because his son, Greg, was the band's bass player. Greg is their longtime friend, former bass guitarist, and current member of the band's management team. Amazing. So Greg's dad, Rob, makes this iconic popcorn, and the Joe Bros love the popcorn. And so literally, they started selling the popcorn with their help. Like, that's, I mean, it's literally as simple as that. It's kind of cute. They're making him money. Like, it's like, oh, Rob, we're going to help you turn this into a business, and you're going to make a little money off of it. And I think that's kind of cool. It's a cool way of spreading the wealth. They're clearly making themselves money, too. It's also funny because this popcorn has, quote unquote, a secret recipe, but then it has the ingredients on the 
bag and on the website and the ingredients are kind of iconic because it's like totally just like a regular schmegular fun mix of normal spices (laughs) on your popcorn when you sell something and you have to put the ingredients on it, like you're sort of like shit out of luck when it comes to having a secret recipe. Although you don't have to say ratios. You don't have to say process. Popcorn actually is not easy to get it properly coated and the right, you know, sometimes you can over or under pop your popcorn. Yeah. So this popcorn has olive oil, sugar, salt, sodium citrate, which makes it a little bit tangy. I think that's the secret ingredient. Garlic powder, red bell pepper carrot and silicon dioxide added to prevent caking this sounds amazing it sounds a little savory it sounds a little tangy you can buy it on the website but also at all of their shows you sell it there so it's it's practically merch right and Um, the social media presence is terrible but in a charming way (laughs) timmy wanted us to point out that i I don't know i don't know that timmy knew this much but this rob is not the other rob there is another rob commonly associated with the joe bros who is big rob their uh their bodyguard (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. Robert Feggins. We're not okay. talking about Big Rob. I think he's in the song Burning Up. He like goes way back with the with the Joe Bros. So does his popcorn, yes. honestly. Robert is unfortunately a very common name. Um, <laughs> I'm here to tell you that that's the case. So yes, there are there are plenty of Robs in the Joe Jonas universe. One of them is a bodyguard. One of them makes popcorn. We were wondering about Kalisa and the craft singles. I was also wondering about how far back the Jonas Brothers' interest in popcorn goes. And let me tell you. It goes. They talk about and eat popcorn all the damn time. It's in Nick Jonas's 25 things, 11 and 12. We have I like sriracha flavored popcorn and 12, but I don't eat popcorn until the movie starts. No eating during previews. Same. Um, Okay. Same, same, same. I don't. You got to save it until the movie starts. That's so stupid. You can just eat. You got to eat it. No, you save it until the movie starts. No, you don't save it until the movie starts. The previews aren't like 45 minutes long. Then it's so much more satisfying when you Ugh, finally get to munch munch. Stupid. And Nick Jonas eats popcorn when he's on The Voice. Joe Jonas eats popcorn when he's on the Jumbotron at sports events. Uh-huh. They love popcorn. They love it's popcorn. real. Yeah. Okay. And also uh, Sophie Turner's pregnant again. I knew that. I don't know if there's anything else interesting. These The Jones brothers are kind of themmy at this point in culture, which is weird. Do you ever think the Jonas Brothers would like come back and like be a thing? I guess um the third is still not famous, uh, really. <laughs> what's his I name? Know. Not Greg. Um, what's his name? Da- uh, Nick. Kevin. No, Kevin. Kevin. No, Kevin. Yeah, uh, Danielle. Okay. Danielle, his wife on the pork board. Yeah, we love um, Danielle. But on I the gotta pork say, board. I mean, I don't want to discount their love, but. They married some really famous ladies, and I think the ladies add a yes. little luster. Oh, the, to their are you lives. kidding? Their successful comeback, which was very successful considering, like they had mm-hmm. hits after their when they came back, mixed with two marriages, a baby, now another baby. Oh, two babies and another two baby. I mean, again, Kevin is not factored into this because he did this so long ago <laughs> and nobody cared. But these two. a solo career two different solo careers that were pretty successful i mean you're right like they really kind of never gave up that journey and it paid off because if you look back on it like cake by the ocean and jealous and popcorn and priyanka and sophie turner and children and whatever like they're putting in the work priyanka (laughs) and sophie really they just sealed the deal i think Uh uh-huh I think it was jealous. <laughs> One of the best rhymes in history. It's my right to be hellish. I still get jealous. Yeah, jealous. Those, see, those rhyme so much that they give you a speech impediment. <laughs> 
In the Brie Runway remix of Babylon, she says, face card on and it never declines. So, there you go. This is by no means the origin of face card never declines, but it's the fact that it was featured on Dawn of Chromatica is by someone who is a who people call about a lot and have been calling about a lot over the past That's couple funny. of weeks is a little poetic. Let's play Brie Runway's feature on Dawn of Chromatica, Babylon. When Brie Runway says it in the song, it makes perfect sense. When I read it on a tweet written by Entertainment Tonight talking about somebody <laughs> on the red carpet at the SAG Awards, that's when it's like it breaks my brain. And it did break my brain. And that someone is Haley Steinfeld. Like, it's not. <laughs> that's why context is key. We weren't doubting the origin of the phrase and that it was a thing. I was just like, who is over there tweeting this? Because it is not. It is declining. It's declined. I've declined. <laughs> I don't want to say Haley Steinfeld's face card is declined, but I will say she has to swipe again. You got. I always, I always have to tap twice. Sometimes it just doesn't work, you know? Just keep tapping. It doesn't go through. Brie Runway, though. Who is Brie Runway? She's rapper, singer. She also doesn't like defining herself with any genre because she hey, well, thinks that she goes through so many Well, for the purposes of this podcast, of we have to define somebody. Sorry. I'll say rapper, singer. Plenty of singers rap. Plenty of rappers sing. Nicki Minaj. There's something very uh, all over the place in a really good way about Brie Runway's music. It's like Charlie XCX. It's like Azalea Banks and that it's sort of uncategorizable, but like extremely exciting and new feeling. Her Wikipedia puts one of her genres as hyper pop, which I think is totally fair. When she's on a song, I usually like it is my like take on this. She's bubbling. She's still relatively new in that the kind of features that she's getting right written about her are like by smaller publications like, you know, NME, like music based small places yes. that are like whose job it is to pay attention to up and coming musicians right so it's like that's what I'm saying like it, it feels like she's still in that place where we haven't gotten that like you know I mean I think her real fans the true stands probably know a lot more about her than we're even going to find out via like a cursory google but uh it definitely feels like she's on the up and up like if if like let's say um Cheetos was having a like event where they were like the next stars and they had to like fill a playlist it's like she would be on that playlist does that make sense that's like that's to be like the space that she's in Brie Runway is not her actual name her actual oh really name is her actual name. oh really her actual name is Brenda stop no it's not her actual name is Brenda as in Bette Midler and First in Wives Club First Wives yeah. Club um, also, I named my main character Brenda on the Pokemon game that I'm playing. I don't know why, but it literally just came to me. So now when I play this game for hours and hours, they're always calling me Brenda. And I keep forgetting that I did that. And I'm like, who's Brenda? It's me. Yeah, it's like, I'm it's Brenda. Like, it's Brie Runway. Pokemon and Arceus or whatever. That's what I'm playing. You're having a good time with that game, right? I'm a scientist because I love I love science. I love STEM. And I'm you're Brenda. Dr. Brenda. <laughs> You're Dr. Brenda. You're a no, woman in STEM doctor. in the Pokemon universe. I don't oh, have a doctor a yet. I just, I fell, I fell from some cloud. I don't know my narrative. I honestly skipped through it. 
you talk about video games on the on the Patreon a lot, and people like ask you how you're doing. And you're like, I don't know. Like you're very you're you skip the cutscenes. You're just sort of playing I in the background. I don't really like stories in games. You like it as a. Uh, I'm speaking for you. You you like it as a thing to just play, as a thing to do. You don't. You're not invested in the story. Yes, it's a fucking game. If I want to watch a movie, I'll watch Dry My Car. I've been putting it off for weeks. <laughs> it's on HBO Max now. Along with I know. Wait, I'm did you still- see? Did you see that HBO Max, the HBO Max version of West Side Story begins with this gigantic screen that says contains depictions of smoking? Stop. <laughs> no. It also has attempted rape and murder. Yeah, so, I was going to say, and like, somebody suicide. gets killed in it. Sorry. I know. Okay, but smoking. Smoking were. Smoking were. Drive My Car says contains instances of driving. <laughs> Anyway, back to Brie Runway. Timmy's a huge fan, and as a caller said earlier, so smartly, every who is a them to someone. I think I'm paraphrasing them, but it's it's the case. Timmy's favorite Brie Runway song is ATM. I love that song. That's Brie Runway. That is an instance of face card never declines. And uh, we can move on. Springtime vibes are in the air, and when I bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming, I want to smell them, not the litter box. And I can, thanks to Pretty Litter. I'm going to correct this ad because I didn't bring any flowers in, but you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking, and it didn't smell like cat poo-poo or cat pee-pee because I use Pretty Litter. You're saying springtime vibes are in the air, and when I cook a big pot of beans, <laughs> I'd rather I want to smell beans. them, yes. not the litter box. I'd rather okay, smell beans great. than flour. I'm trying to personalize I don't think it. Pretty Litter would mind you correcting their intro with your own personal endorsement, which is yes. that you want to smell your beans. Yes. Delicious, fragrant beans with bay leaves and garlic and onion. This is all to say that nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit, they're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I'm calling because... I just saw a tweet from at really Gordon that says the key guitarist of Cobra Starship is now Britney Spears' personal assistant. Not enough people are talking about this. And I went through a Cobra Starship phase in high school for like two months. So I know that the key guitarist, um, her dad was the inspiration for Austin Powers. And then I'm seeing in the comments here that this, somebody said, uh, okay, at the Dusty Kitchen said, I didn't realize that she's best friends with Sam Levinson. And somebody else said, basically the modern day equivalent of her dad coming around with McCartney, which I feel like means Paul McCartney. So, I mean, I don't even know what I want from you except to talk about this. Like, who is her dad? Why does he have all these people, all these connections? 
I don't know. How did she end up as Britney Spears' personal assistant? What's going on here? Okay, crunch, crunch, bye. This took me on the journey of a lifetime. I don't know how to explain it. It was like Cobra Starship's former guitarist, Kitar, the Kitar, the guitar that looks like keys on it. You know, I love Kitar. a Kitar. Lindsay, I'm is a Ben Brit- Folds fan. I love Kitar. Okay. <laughs> Cobra Starship's guitarist is Britney Spears' assistant. And I was like, okay, where is this coming from? Well, it was a viral tweet. Right. I was like, you can't just say that in my Twitter and not tell me from where. And you search and there's no like articles that are like Cobra Starship guitarist is Britney Spears' assistant. But there's a lot of tweets. I first searched Cobra Starist guitarist thinking there was only one. I was wrong. I apologize. There are two. But I first got the the first guitarist whose name is Elisa Schwartz, and she got in a huge fight with Gabe Saporta, who is the lead singer uh, and creator of Cobra Starship. Cobra Starship, mm-hmm. do, I feel like people who are younger wouldn't even know what they are. They're a band. What was their big song? Snakes on a Plane. song sucks did they do this song with leighton meester because i love that song good yes. girls good go girls go back, back. yes uh, make the good girls a stupid song i was hanging with the mannequin Timmy. stupid song <laughs> Timmy. stupid song timmy calls good girls go bad featuring leighton meester yeah his favorite song of all time that's not true timmy you're lying. I believe him. I believe Timmy. You're lying, Timmy. That's like that's like a personality quirk. <laughs> you can't just say that. <laughs> Good Girls Go Bad featuring Leighton Meester by Cobra Starship is Timmy's favorite song of all time. Writing in third person, Timmy. No, Timmy. Didn't Cobra Starship, the reason they got famous is because they won a contest to write the Snakes on a Plane song. That's what it was. I don't even, I didn't even know that. I mix, They are so mixed up with like uh, with the other ones. So for for the people who don't remember Snakes on a Plane, it came out in in 2006 while Lindsay and I were in college. It was a brief moment. It was a brief moment. It was a movie. It was a parody. It was funny. The working title was Snakes on a Plane. When people find out that Samuel L. Jackson is in a movie called Snakes on a Plane, a meme starts that is, I hope Samuel L. Jackson says, I'm tired of all these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Right. Because of just a meme of someone saying, it would be great if Samuel L. Jackson says this on a movie about snakes (laughs) on a plane. They put it in the movie. They put it in the movie. To be fair, at this time, it was funny when stuff like that happened. It's not funny anymore. But at that point in time, when the internet was like younger. When the internet was shaping culture in a direct way this was new it was new it's very can betty white host the oscars you know like it's very (laughs) it's very like yeah you get it you get it and they were like okay well then how do we piggyback on this like sudden interest on this piece of shit movie that samuel jackson probably thought he was going to make and be immediately forgotten about he just wanted to make some money and they were like okay let's actually keep the working title even though it's so ridiculous and we were going to change it let's keep the working title and let's have a contest to write a theme song for this movie and that's what it was it was like i think it was a contest that was online that's so funny they had a relatively okay career for a very short period of time and they had two guitar players which I'll get to in a second. The first one is this woman who got who basically pissed them off by playing Britney Spears too loudly, which is hilarious and they kicked her off. They kicked her out of the band. 
I realize when I am searching for her and Britney Spears that she is not the person that we're talking about. Because I go back okay. to the tweets and I search Britney Spears Cobra Starship and I get another tweet and in the replies it says Vicky T? Question mark. Okay. I go back to Wikipedia and I look up Cobra Starship band. Who's in the band? I'm like, I don't need two key term players okay turns out <laughs> there are it was this woman alicia and there was another woman named victoria asher aka victoria t who gave support a found on myspace she took a leave of absence from nyu to join this band at age 18 and since then she was in cobra starship and now via the uh breathe heavy britney spears stands on the internet we are learning that she is indeed britney spears's personal assistant so all those photos of britney spears rolling around in the sand with little di- little diamond emojis little diamond emojis placed precariously over her nipples and vagina are taken not by sam really they're taken by vicky t the former guitarist from scorpio starship or if they're taken by sam they're they uploaded and manipulated yeah, yes, by yes, vicky yes, yes, t yes, yes. The life of Vicky T is getting a WeTransfer link and then like girding your loins while you download it. Like, I, oh no, I what's know. in this one? But I feel <laughs> oh, bad because I one? do feel like Vicky T seems like she has a very good attitude about this, but she is consistently and constantly harassed by Britney Spears fans. Like mm-hmm. her, and she complains and she talks about this. She talks about it, and then they complain that she talks about it, which is like truly the double-edged sword of everything. It's like they complain, she sees it, she says. Stop bothering me. You wanted Britney to be free. She's free. Leave me alone. Stop telling me to tell her to do things. She's free. Mm-hmm. Let her be herself. And then they're saying, how dare she, you know, complain about it. So it's like really kind of a lose-lose situation. I think the most obnoxious thing to me is that, and again, this is not the majority of you. This is not the majority of you. The majority of you are cool as hell. But there are some of you that reach out to me or, or like tag me and stuff that's like gossip things that I don't, I couldn't care less about. Um, but the biggest thing is these comments and these DMs saying, she needs to change her makeup. She needs to do this. She needs to like change her post. She needs to do this, this and that. And it's like, dude, are you the same people that were all, oh, free her, you know? She needs to be free, blah, blah, blah. And then simultaneously being like, oh, you be in charge of her. You control her. You do this. You do that. Change this. Change that. Like, that makes me wildly annoyed. (laughs) Um, And again, I know this is not the majority of you. But those of you that are, like, tagging me saying this stuff, I really think you need to look within yourself and question why you're trying to control this person. But what I do love about Vicky T is that she'll take photos and videos on Britney's social media and then she'll share them to her social media and be like, I love this content. And I'm like, good, she's proud of her work. <laughs> Meanwhile, the content is Britney Spears walking really quickly back and forth. <laughs> and you know what? I bet Britney pays very well. Britney's probably a great boss, probably good benefits. Right. The, also, the other funny thing is Britney Spears has somehow in her way with Vicky's help created, even though we're like, what is this content? It's almost like her own signature content now. Like the fact that you can do an impression of Britney Spears on Instagram shows that yeah. it is unique enough to stand on its own. And that's yeah. amazing kind of in its own way. Right. 
It is. Uh, but the answer to the caller was like, what are these people in these bands that come and go? What do they do after this? The answer is usually they keep making music. Well, she has solo music, so she'll she'll bring that up occasionally. And then I think this is the kind of thing you do. You work in the industry. You're pretty some via some crazy connection. You become Britney Spears's connection, so you can always be close to music while making good money. At first glance, this seems like a stretch, but this is still the music industry. She's working for fucking Britney Spears, so also, it's hard to tell when she started. But I think it was post free Britney movement, so yeah. it, she's on the right side of history. Meaning she came in with the good lawyer, with the good people who are who are hopefully like helping Britney. So I hope that she's like a good influence, you know, on her. The Britney message boards didn't discover her until the fall of 2021. So I assume that because they're eagle-eyed, like I trust Britney Spears fans to know what's going on with Britney Spears in most instances. And like the Britney Spears fans didn't know this woman existed until like roughly October, November, 2021. And so I think that's probably when she started. What if we do a game of who are them? Hi, Who Weekly. I was thinking about how you were talking about the mod and the Judd Apatow of it all. And then it just made me think about how Euphoria is a nepotism show because Sam Levinson is the son of Barry Levinson. And really, would he have that show without that name recognition? I mean, I think I would have that show. Anyways, Barry Levinson, who are them? Sam Levinson, who are them? Fuck the Apatows. I want to hear about the Levinsons. <laughs> Fuck the Apatows. <laughs> Barry Levinson. Oh, well, before we get into that, the question, would Sam Levinson have what he has without his dad? I think the answer is a resounding no. I think there's no question Euphoria would not exist without Barry Levinson. No. Okay. Here's the thing. I think Sam Levinson could have made euphoria without his dad but it would have been made very differently and it wouldn't exist the way that we see it now the idea that sam levinson has like sole creative control no writer's room is writer director producer from the jump da 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 all of those hoops to get to that type of control and that type of trust from a network to do something like that does not exist without this type of background and no, like and there's no way whatever yeah 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 but like I I don't want to say that like something like Euphoria and somebody who wasn't this connected couldn't make something like that they just would make it very differently than this person you're right it's it is like because it's annoying to be like oh there's no point to even try nepotism reigns supreme but it is like they don't give deals like this to anyone that isn't like Lena Dunham, you know, and like other, you know, uh, like uh, Isa, right? Like Isa had to write a whole show before she did this, right? Isa had to get Larry Wilmore's seal of approval. Isa yes, had to make yes, a yes, whole yes, damn yes. YouTube show to get taken yes. seriously. Like yeah. Sam Levinson was like, my daddy's Barry. And they were like, right. well, that's number one reassuring. So you obviously know somewhat what you're doing. Also, he wrote the, it's not a pon. What's a Ponzi scheme? That's a Sam Le Levinson line. It's he not a Ponzi movie. scheme. Well, shout out to him for that, actually. It's a great line. I know. That's the best thing he's ever done in my book because I've never watched Euphoria. But you watched the, the one scene. Uh, but, and he thought oh, it was yeah. very funny. It's very in the funny. Bathroom. He wrote that. But I think Sam Levinson is kind of a them right now. Mm-hmm. I think Barry Levinson is maybe a who now, but at one point he won an Oscar. Like he's not, you know. Yeah, he directed. He's got a lot he of. He did a Rain lot of Man. good stuff. And fucking Good Morning Vietnam. Good morning. You've never seen Good dog. Morning Vietnam. Oh, I've never seen Good Morning Vietnam. It's fine. Do you see Wag the Dog? It's good. Oh, of course. I love okay. Wag the Dog. Yeah. You know what else I've seen? I'm looking through his uh, IMDb. 
mm. to just like remind myself of the movies that he's directed, which, mm-hmm. you know, there are some classics in here. The Natural. My dad mm-hmm. loved The Natural. Um, Rain Man, obviously, he won the Oscar for that. And as we said, Wag the Dog. Remember the movie Toys? Another Robin yeah. Williams oh my God, yes. nightmare movie that I rented all yes. the time as a kid and I didn't yes. even like it. It was just there. I always mix it up with Babes in Toyland, which is a much better movie. <laughs> oh, the Drew Barrymore and yes. Keanu movie? Babes in yeah. Toyland was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. And for That's some reason, I always mixed movie. it up with Toys. Toys is insane. Babes in Toyland is good. Okay, Babes in Toyland is a little insane as well. <laughs> Come on, but it's better. It has Keanu. It's got, it's so good. It's so good. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Toys is Looney Tunes. I've actually considered rewatching Toys because Looney I Tunes. hadn't seen it since and I was And guess a kid. what? He wrote it with his wife. Toys? Barry Levinson wrote Toys with his wife. Valerie Curtin? Yes. Damn. Yes. Yes. She's Jane Curtin's cousin. <laughs> Damn. That's cool. Cool. That's fine. Damn, Valerie. Okay. So my, my low-key That's cool. That's cool. That's favorite cool. Barry Levinson movie is... Loki. Okay. Sphere. Have you seen Sphere, the Michael Crichton movie? Also with Dustin Hoffman. Isn't um isn't what's her face in that? Sharon, Sharon Stone. Stone. Yeah. Yeah. And Queen. Uh, yeah, it's Queen, good. It's iconic. Yeah. Spoilers. They're scared Skip ahead of a thirty sphere. seconds. Skip ahead thirty seconds if you don't want spoilers. Queen Latifah gets killed by jellyfish. <laughs> yeah, I do. That's how I know the movie. Aren't they scared of a big ball? Well, it's a, let's see. It's a sphere. <laughs> <laughs> big ball sphere. Did they? Did he write that too. No, he just directed it. Okay, he directed he's it. very talented. Very talented man. I'm gonna, call, I'm gonna, but is he who are them? I think he's a them uh, in Hollywood. But like to our listeners, he's probably a who. Like generally, true. he's. But he is. I, I think he's, he's this in old. Hollywood, he's old he's Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood them. Not even that old, you know. He's still working too. He he co-produced. He co-executive produced Dope Sick, which no one heard of until it won. Uh, until it won a SAG. Until Michael Keaton seemed uh, pretty wasted accepting a SAG <laughs> award SAG, for Dope Sick because he didn't expect to win it. Him and freaking Jessica Chastain both did not expect to win, and they both won, which is kind of crazy. But Jessica Chastain wasn't seemingly wasted. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm just saying both of them. I think were genuinely surprised. Very, very similar to. Ivan Wright and Jason Reitman sort of situation. Oh, very similar. Very, very, very similar. Except Sam Levinson has is isn't newer. as huge of an asshole as Jason Reitman seems <laughs> allegedly, to allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. Although, allegedly. I don't know. I feel like Sam doesn't put enough of himself out there. He gets a lot of flack, but it's unclear what he's actually like. You know what I mean? The the stories about the the set have been not unalarming. <laughs> Like they're not flattering, and also Sydney being like, "I don't want to do more topless scenes," and he's like, "Okay." Where it's just like he seems like weirdly pressuring and strained. Right. The Minka Kelly thing was funny, where he was like, Minka Kelly was like, "I was supposed to do topless scenes," and I said, "I don't want to do it." And he was like, "Okay." <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> he just seems sort of like a dummy. Yeah. Well, he just seems like he's you know writing. He's giving equal opportunity topless scenes to everyone, and either you take them or you don't. You know, like it's like. At least the women are like, can we not do topless scenes? And he's like, sure. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. when I was in Bye Bye Birdie in high you school, did a topless I was supposed scene? to have, no, I wasn't do, I wasn't <laughs> gonna do a topless scene. But that was supposed to end. I was Albert Peterson in Bye Bye Birdie, and I was supposed yeah. to, ki- I was supposed to kiss my oh, wife, kiss. who I don't remember the character's name. Macarena was the name of my friend who was uh-huh. played my wife, uh-huh. and Macarena's dad. Would Her name was not- Macarena. Yeah, Macarena. Ooh, amazing singer her dad wouldn't let her kiss on stage <gasps> so we had to end the play with just a big hug <laughs> <laughs> that's good for you as well though <laughs> with the big hug that's nice oh yeah i was too. like i don't want to kiss my on stage. but yeah i just i had to pick her up and swing her around 
That's so cute. Because she was like, my dad won't let me kiss. Which, looking back, she could have made that up. <laughs> How have I never considered that? Oh, my God. Macarena, oh my if you're God, listening. Macarena, call the pod and say whether it's true that your dad won't let you kiss. <laughs> if you made that up, please That's let me know. That's so because... funny. Holy shit, I'd never thought about that. Okay, next call. Hey, Who Weekly. Is America Ferreira a who or a them? Me in Greece. We get this call a lot. I I think she's a them. <laughs> she's a fucking them. <laughs> okay. Stop calling about America Ferreira. Yeah, okay? honestly, stop calling about America Ferreira. She's a them. America okay, Ferreira is a them. Okay. Hi. Uh, long time, long time. I'm calling because I'm on Apple iTunes right now. And uh, a suggested playlist for me is A-List Pop. Um, and the, the ad promoting this playlist is Experience Dove Cameron's Boyfriend in Spatial Audio. And I'm just perplexed. Is Dove Cameron an A-list uh, pop star? I don't think so. Um, Apple iTunes seems to think so. And I wonder if there's like some sort of like, like a Disney owned Apple and that's why they're doing this. Um, it's, and I just also don't know what spatial audio is. And so I'm wondering if spatial audio is a who of listening experiences as well. And then the final thing I'll say, and I'll, I'll email a screenshot, but, um, just the, the graphic says lit dash list and then the A. So it's like, it, I don't understand what's happening here. And I was just very confused. And my first instinct was to call, uh, you all. So uh, thankful for Sharna. Bye. Thankful for Sharna. <laughs> um, I will say, don't get Bobby started on spatial audio, but I guess that's what this call did. So buckle up. I'm not an audiophile like one of our dear friends is, but I do think spatial audio is um, really cool. Mm-hmm. But the problem is like you have to use Apple Music to do it. We also have to have specific Speakers. You have to have a specific speaker setup or specific headphones. The headphones, I think, are not as exciting as like actually sitting in like surround sound mm-hmm. and turning on spatial audio. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's basically surround sound for music. That's all it is. Okay, That's but all it is a hoo. they gave it a huge. Hoo. It's a huge, huge hoo. And Apple Music is trying to make it a thing, but there's a barrier to entry when it comes to hardware or whatever. Dove Cameron, who were them? One, who? two, yeah, who? Yeah, I didn't even <laughs> sorry, I should have waited for your count. I'm sorry. She's such a who that I didn't realize that she had a song called Boyfriend and Not Just a Boyfriend. I thought this was Me too. Here, here Doug here Dove Cameron's boyfriend in spatial audio. I'm like her actual boyfriend. That's so weird. Why are they promoting her boyfriend's music with yeah. Dove Cameron's name? But no, she's a song called Boyfriend and it's a huge hit. It's, is it a huge hit? It sounds like Olivia Rodrigo meets Billie Eilish, which I guess is very trendy now. But I was like, oh, I can finally put a name to the voice. Duff Cameron's been releasing music that sounds like other people's music for a while now. <laughs> I'll say that. No one would not agree that Duff Cameron is talented. I think she can sing. I've seen her in Schmigadoon. I've seen her in the, she was great in the Hocus Pocus thing that they did where she sang, I'll put a spell on mm-hmm. you with other two other girls. Maybe one of them was Haley Seinfeld. I forgot. The point is, is that she's very good at singing. She's a very good singer and she's gorgeous. And I think the thing is, it's like, how do we make this girl happen? She has all that it takes except for a specific point of view, <laughs> except for uh-huh. a creative, unique 
because th- you're saying, oh, it sounds like Billie Eilish. She has a very specific point of view and really good songwriting. She sounds like Olivia Rodrigo, another amazing songwriter with a very specific point of view. It's like, I wonder what this girly is missing. Hmm. And I, I, you know, obviously you can get the right team behind somebody and give them a point of view, but it doesn't seem to be working for her as of yet, even though the songs themselves clearly stand on their own because they sound like everything else on the radio and who's not going to like turn off something that just sounds like good and something else on the radio. Yeah. And she's also Olivia Rodrigo adjacent because she got famous on The Descendants, which is a Disney Channel thing. So she's yes, a yes, Disney yes, person. Yes, yes. We talk about her constantly because she's but, always somebody who comes up and is like, who is that? But also the thing is like Dove Cameron being on the front page of Apple's A-list pop, that's a PR play. Like Apple doesn't just pick these things blindly. This is marketing. This is people I know, doing. Yeah. You're reacting to them calling her A-list, but it's like the reason why they're doing that is because it's like it's the paid name of the for by her, you know. Paid for by her record label in some way, maybe money or just or some other type of uh, like like payment. Everything on Apple Podcasts, on Apple Music, when not counting like the actual charts themselves, although I think those can be fudged to their discretion. That sort of stuff is like marketing and agreements and like relationships and like knowing the right people. That's how you get your stuff like on the banners. Like it's right. not just random. Yes, there's some editorializing. Yeah, there. there's there's not it, as but... much curation as you think. It's kind of just all it's all programmatic. Just how the way that radio used to work and still works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other other songs on the Apple A list pop. Lindsay, I'm gonna start naming songs until you recognize <sighs> I'm them. Dull. Yeah, I'm ready. Until bored. you recognize I'm them. Ready dull. I'm ready bored. Yeah. I'm Jeremy Board, as they say, you know. If you know the song, tell me you know it. Okay. House on Fire by Mimi Webb. No? No. Dancing Feet by Kygo. A B C D E F U. I've heard that. Yeah. Oh, that's you've heard t- that. Okay. That's a you've huge that. TikTok hit. Okay. Huge TikTok hit. We have fr- a friend's a big fan of that song. That's A-B-C-D-F-U. people love that song. You've heard that song. Have you? A B C D E F U and your mom and your sister and your job. That one. Yeah. Gail. That's Gail. That's Gail. (laughs) Hey, Lindsay Bobby. One question. A B C D E F who is Gail? French French. My new favorite song, Charlie Puth's Light Switch, is also on here. Um, No. I love it. No. Hate it. When Charlie Puth gay baits, I'm like, "Mm, yum, yum, bye, bye. (laughs) Munch, munch. (laughs) He puts out the bait and you're like the fish in the sea. You're like, where's the hook? You see the hook. You're like, ooh. Lindsay, you're like, Bobby, that's the hook. No. And I'm like, I don't care. It's like, (laughs) I don't care. I know. And I'm like, well, he's gone. He's a goner. (laughs) We're done. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There? Are We The Cullen Show? Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our Rita theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Thank you to our Patreons for supporting us on patreon.com slash weekly, where they get bonus episodes, a Discord server, commentaries, a lot, newsletters sometimes, and more. And thank you to everyone who's rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, because we love your ratings and reviewings. We just got a really nice one this week that made me feel really good. So we'll see you next week. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye. All the hoagies deserve it. Hi, Who Weekly. Uh, this is a very important question. Please rank from who to them. Throw up, vomit, puke, barf, upchuck, hurl, Ralph. Crunch, crunch. 
Hi, Lizzie Bobby. Sorry to be this person, but re-Arthur, not knowing he's an animal, he also has a pet dog. Even though, canonically, there are, he has friends who are also dogs. Like, Binky is a bulldog. Um, Prunella is, like, a French poodle. So, it's kind of similar to a Mickey Mouse having Pluto as a dog, um, while also being friends with Goofy. So, you can't think too hard about the universe there. It'll get you more fucked up, but I was also extremely sad and moved by the finale. Um, and unfortunately, A Cab includes DW. Uh, crunch, crunch, bye. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Long time, long time. Um, uh, my boyfriend lives in New Orleans, um, and he sent me a text that read, um, I think I'm in the background of Nicole Scherz in her Instagram Live without any context, <laughs> um, which is such a fun text to receive on the work day. But it turns out that she is the monarch of one of the Mardi Gras parades down there. Anyway, I've, I don't know what this call is. It just, I figured you were the only people in the world who would be amused by that as much as I was. Okay, crunch, crunch, goodbye. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, it's currently 5.53 a.m., and I'm getting ready to get on a flight. And I was listening to the pod, and um, I heard you talking about the glam bot, and I had to pause because um, I work in TV. But a few years ago, I was a PA on the Grammys red carpet when they were at Madison Square Garden. And I was helping the glam bot guy for one part of the night. And he was, like, the nicest person in the world. Um, yeah, that's it. Good morning. Bye-bye. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. First time, short to medium time, a friend recommended this podcast, and now I've just been listening to it, and I'm all caught up on the Who News from, like, November now. Anyway, um, I just realized, is Rita Ora a singer? Crunch, crunch.